it's all state of mind. It's all subjective. You are as qualified as you believe that you are. So if you think that you're an imposter and that you need more certifications or that you need more X, Y, and Z to be, do, or have what you want, if that's a story that you're telling yourself, then that's what will be your reality. But if you believe in what you have and what you have to offer and what you bring to the table in the qualifications that you do have, in the experiences that you do have that make you qualified, and you keep telling yourself that story and you give yourself proof of what you are capable of and what you can do, then that's what will be a reality. So it's all in the way that you look at things. Welcome to the Edge of Everything podcast. If you're an ambitious soul who's ready to master your mindset, become your best self, and manifest your dream life, then you are in the right place. Thank you for being here, and let's get into the episode. Hi, and welcome back to the Edge of Everything podcast. If you're new here, I'm your host, Autumn, and I'm so excited to have you here with us this week. If you guys are regular listeners to the podcast, you know I just moved to Madrid, Spain. I guess like it's two weeks ago now. Um, This is going on my third week here. And so it's going to be a little chaotic for the next few weeks, next month or so while I like get settled and figure out things. Right now, I'm actually in like a temporary apartment staying with a friend until my apartment is ready in on October 11th. So it's a little weird where I'm recording right now. The sound quality might be a little bit off. There might be some echoing or some other voices or noise. Um, Just ignore it. Uh, one of the biggest things that I'm trying to work through right now is like kind of just going with the flow of things and navigating how to continue running my business and doing my podcast, supporting my clients, all the things while, you know, moving to another country, getting settled, traveling, um, and not going to lie, it's been a challenge, which I'm thinking about doing a whole episode about this, but, um, I'm not sure yet. You guys have to let me know. I did a little poll on my, um, Instagram. So if you follow me over there. Go vote on that if you guys would like an episode about moving to a new country while, you know, continuing to be on social media and running a business and all of that stuff. I can absolutely do an episode about it, but if not, that's okay too. Like, I don't mind just kind of skipping over that part, but um, since this is the first episode that I'm recording, not from where I usually record and I'm like in a new space and everything, I just wanted to give you guys a heads up in case there's any feedback or weird sounds coming through on my end. But now that that's out of the way, for today's episode, I'm really excited. We're going to be doing a Q&A. Um, a few weeks ago, I asked on my Slay on Socials account on Instagram um, what questions you guys had about entrepreneurship and social media and content creation and all of the different things that I'm trying to help you guys with on this podcast and with my business, Slay on Socials. And you guys had some great questions. So we're going to dive into that today. This might be a little bit of a three-part series. There were like 10 really good questions that I picked for this episode. But um, another thing that I'm trying to work on now, since I'm in a new space and since I'm traveling and being in a different country, I'm trying to do shorter episodes. I want them to be like bite-sized so you guys can like binge a few more episodes also so it's less editing for me on my end until I get a podcast editor. So we're going to try and keep episodes around like 20, 15 minutes maybe 30 minutes sometimes if I'm feeling like going a little bit over. But um, yeah, so we have these 10 really good questions. I'm going to try and get through as many of them as I can. I'm thinking maybe we'll do five in this episode, five in another episode. Um, And if we go past the 30 minute point, I'll just do a part three. We'll see. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. But today we're going to start with the first five questions. I kind of organize them by theme so we can kind of go through like 
the more mindset stuff first and then through the more strategy stuff. Um, and there's a mix of them in here. So these are really great questions. I'm excited to answer and chat with you guys about. So we'll just dive right into it. The first question that I got was, what advice do you have for the fear of being seen and being judged? How do you deal with these fears? How do you overcome them? I love this question because this is something that I've been dealing with since I got into social media and since I started, you know, running my business, becoming a content creator, all the things I've dealt with the fear of being seen and being judged from day one. Like that is probably one of my biggest fears when it comes to being a content creator and being an entrepreneur. And the short answer <laughs> is that these fears don't fully ever go away. Like I feel like anytime I reach a new level, it's a new a new iteration of this same fear. It's it just comes back in a new way. Um but the other answer that I have for you is that dealing with these fears, it starts with the subconscious mind and you know, we talk a lot about the subconscious mind in other episodes, so we're not going to go too deep into it today. But in order to deal with these fears and to be able to show up online and run a business and put yourself out there to potentially be judged and absolutely to be seen, like if you're posting on social media, you're posting on there because you want to be seen in some way, shape or form, whether it's you wanting to be an influencer or content creator, or you just wanting to, you know, promote your products and services, being seen is the entire game like you have to be seen in order to get the results that you want in your business or as a creator or an influencer so you have to work through these in some capacity and my biggest advice for this is doing the subconscious work the nervous system regulation work these are the biggest two pieces that you have to do in order to work through and deal with these fears because at the end of the day both of these fears the fear of being seen and the fear of being judged they come from the subconscious and the core wounds that you have that stem back to things that you went through as a child, you know, experience that you had, trauma that you've had. Um, if you didn't experience some sort of trauma related to being seen or being judged, you wouldn't necessarily have these fears, right? So it's kind of going back to, okay, what is the underlying root cause of these issues and how can I, you know, work with the inner child and the inner critic and, you know, the limiting beliefs to actually move through these? And I actually have a podcast episode coming up about this and it's called The Five Fears. And I'm going to be talking about the five biggest fears that hold most entrepreneurs and content creators back from actually, you know, showing up online, running their business, being successful. So that episode, we're going to dive more into like the actual tips and strategies for overcoming them. But today I'll give you a few that you can start with. So for the fear of being seen and for the fear of being judged, like I said, those are limiting beliefs that's what they are so the first thing that you have to do is develop the awareness I know you guys are probably tired of hearing me say this is the very first step in literally anything that you want to do anything that you want to change you have to have the awareness of what is going on and why so really understanding like where these beliefs come from and why they're still holding you back from being doing having the things that you want to have and when I say the awareness, I don't mean necessarily like going too deep into shadow work. Like you can, if that's what you want to do. I have an amazing friend. You guys have heard her on the podcast before, Cass. She is the shadow work queen. So if you really want to dive deep into those limiting beliefs and the trauma that's underlying those beliefs, she's the girl for that. So I can, if you want to work with her, please message me and I'll send you her information. Um, I'm not really big on the shadow work. Uh, in the space that I'm in right now, but it is imp an important part of, 
you know, overcoming these beliefs and these blocks, but I don't think it's like super necessary in order to get started. Um, especially if it's more of like a surface level belief, um, that's holding you back. I think just having that awareness and knowing where it's coming from and why is the most important part. And then step two would really be just challenging these negative beliefs and reframing your thoughts in a more positive way. So an example of this that I like to use is like, I always have clients come to me and they say they're bad at this or they can't do that. And one way that I like to challenge them on this, I'm always asking them if they're actually bad at it or if they're just a beginner. Like, are you bad at this or are you just learning how to do it? Are you bad at it or have you just not put in the practice? Are you bad at it or is this just a skill that you need to improve over time? Um, so doing small, simple shift like shifts like that can actually go a really long way and put you in the mindset of, you know, I still have room to grow. I'm not, you know, stuck here in the situation. I can actually improve over time. And this is actually also teaching your subconscious mind to look for the positive and look for the ways that you can improve rather than just assuming that this is this situation or this point in your life or business is where you're at and you're just going to be stuck there forever. So I think challenging beliefs and reframing is a really huge part of overcoming any limiting belief, working through any mindset block. And, you know, we've talked a lot about this in other episodes. So like I said, we're not going to go too deep into it right now, but some tools that you can use, which would be number three is like using these tools that I'm about to give you to actually, you know, work through the subconscious blocks, rewire your subconscious mind and instill new beliefs and thought patterns in your subconscious. So one of my favorite ways to do this is through EFT tapping. We talked about this before. EFT tapping is called the emotional freedom technique. And basically what you do is you tap on these different meridian points on your face, on your collarbone, under your armpit, the top of your head. And you do this while you're saying um, different statements and positive affirmations. And these meridian points are very similar to what is used in acupuncture. And um, this is a modality that actually bypasses the conscious mind, gets straight to the subconscious mind and helps you to rewire these fears, limiting beliefs and self-sabotage. So I always recommend starting with EFT tapping. It's super easy. There's so many videos on YouTube. I'll link my playlist of favorite videos in the show notes. And you do this every single day. It can be five minutes. It can be 20 minutes. They have like 30 minute ones up to like hours. I always do like a five, maybe 10 minute EFT tapping in the morning and you can literally tap on anything, like anything. So like I said, I'll link my playlist. It'll be in the show notes. And then another one that you can use is visualization or mental rehearsal. These are so big, like visualization and mental rehearsal along with EFT tapping have been two of the biggest things that have helped me to work through my fears and especially the fear of being seen and being judged. And the way that, you know, visualization, mental rehearsal works, we've talked about this before, you sit and you visualize the life that you want to have, the person that you want to be, the actions that you need to take. And, you know, visual visualization and mental rehearsal are a little bit different. We've talked about this in previous episodes. Um, in my opinion, visualization is kind of like when you visualize the life that you want to have without necessarily visualizing the actions that you need to take and the steps and that's where like mental rehearsal is a little bit different in my opinion. Like when I talk about mental rehearsal, which is like a psychological tool that can be used to actually improve. Um, it's very similar to visualization, but in mental rehearsal, you're actually living out the experiences that you want to have, taking the steps that you need to take, doing the actions, 
like it's I feel like it's a little bit more in depth of visualization because it's not just sitting there and imagining it's actually going through the processes that you would be doing in real life first in your mind and then when you go out into the world to do it it becomes so much easier and I love mental rehearsal because there have actually been studies done that show how effective it can be one of my favorite ones is like um was it was it basketball so they had um, basketball players in two different groups you know there was like the control group and then the experimental group and they had one group who went out and they actually practiced playing basketball I think it was like doing free throws or something and the other group they had them just mentally rehearse doing the free throws or whatever guys I'm not a sports person I don't know why I'm always talking about sports in my analogies and metaphors but just stay with me so two different groups one group is actually playing one group is just rehearsing it in their mind and long story short the results showed that both groups had very similar results even though one group was physically doing it, one group was mentally doing it, the group who was mentally rehearsing the actions that this, that the other group was physically doing had just as much, if not more, improvement in their skills as the actual group that was, you know, practicing physically. So they've done this with other studies across music and art and just so many different areas of life. So I always recommend visualization and mental rehearsal because it might seem like you're not actually doing anything while you're sitting there just like picturing things in your mind, but it actually goes such a long way. So that's where I would start with the fear of being seen and being judged. Um, when it comes to visualization and mental rehearsal, you can just visualize yourself as the content creator that you want to be, the influencer, the entrepreneur, whatever it is that you want to do. Imagine yourself in that life and then don't forget to actually mentally rehearse the steps that you need to take to get there. So like if part of your fear is like setting up your camera and recording, I want you to visualize or mentally rehearse in your mind, you know, walking into the room where you're going to record. Picture yourself setting up the camera, sitting down, confidently speaking in front of the camera. You know, what are you going to wear? How are you going to speak? What's your body language like? What gestures are you using? Like think about all of those things and mentally rehearse that event. They call them like scenes. Mentally rehearse that scene like you're an actress in a play. Like if you're rehearsing for a play, do that in your head. And then when you go to actually sit down and create content, it'll feel like you've already done it because your brain doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's not. So if you're rehearsing it in your mind, it becomes so much easier to do it in real life. I love how I said that these episodes are going to be shorter now and I'm already like 20 minutes in um, and we're only on question one. So this will definitely be a little series. I think we'll do three questions today, three questions next time, and then four questions in the last episode. Um, okay, so the next two questions are kind of related to the first one. So we're not going to dive too deep into them. The second question was, how do you get comfortable talking on camera? And the third question is how to deal with imposter syndrome. So these aren't like super similar to the first one, but the same tools and strategies that I gave you for question one can be utilized and for these two questions as well. But I'll give you like my personal take on these two. So for the first one or the second one, I mean, how do you get comfortable talking on camera? I just think it's practice. It's practice and consistency and being cringy and laughing at yourself and not judging yourself too harshly, which is, I know, very difficult for most of us to do. I'm very hard on myself, even now, after doing this for almost two years, 
anytime I sit down in front of the camera, like even right now I'm recording this podcast episode and I have the camera up and I'm just like, oh, do I look weird? Do I sound weird? Like I just all these different things going on in my head about like if I'm weird or cringy and you just can't care. Like kind of like with the fear of being seen and judged, it's all inner critic. It's all limiting beliefs. It's all in your head. And so you have to overcome that voice that's telling you that you're weird and that you're cringy and that you sound dumb or that you look dumb. And you have to just be able to do it anyway. And a big part of doing it anyway is like I said, doing the subconscious work and working through the mental blocks that you have but it's also just kind of like taking action. And when you do those two together, like you have to you have to do both. That's kind of how you get comfortable with talking on camera and overcoming these fears. You can't just visualize and mentally rehearse as much as we love to think that that's the solution. Um, it's also actually sitting down in front of the camera. It's actually posting the content and just practicing. Like, I'm sure if you guys go back and listen to my first couple of podcast episodes where you scroll back through my TikTok or my Instagram when I first started posting reels and TikToks, I was not confident on camera at all. Like, (laughs) I think about that version of me and I'm just like, it's so funny. Uh, But it's also really cool to see the growth because, I don't know, I've been doing this for so long now. And like, even though, yes, I still get nervous. Yes, I still like question myself and doubt myself it's so much easier. And I feel so much more confident because I've put in the reps to actually get to this point. And I know that like in a year from now, when I look back on these podcast episodes or my content, there'll be even more growth. And so it's just kind of like doing the damn thing and stop waiting until you feel ready and stop waiting until you feel confident to take action. Because the only way to become confident is to take action. Like a lot of people think that you have to wait until you feel ready But if you wait until you feel ready to get started and to actually just do it, you're going to be waiting forever. So that's the biggest piece about getting comfortable with talking on camera. It's just like practicing. And one thing I really recommend is to sit down and record a video of yourself talking for like three to five minutes without the pressure of posting it. Don't post it. Just sit down and record and practice speaking practice showing up, practice setting up the camera. You can even write a little script if that will help you. Um, And just, like I said, practice. (laughs) And don't practice to make it perfect. Like practice does not make perfect. I think practice makes progress. So as long as you're, you know, doing it consistently, you're showing up, you're trying, you're putting in the effort, you will see improvement over time. But you have to actually, you know, put in the reps and do it often like you can't do it once and expect to be like the greatest speaker or the greatest content creator of all time like even now after like what 36 podcast episodes hundreds of tiktoks and instagram reels i'm always looking to improve because i know that there's still room for growth so just practice get comfortable um with speaking to yourself first before you try and go out and post it on social media and speak to other people And number three, how to deal with imposter syndrome. Bro, I still have imposter syndrome to this day. It does not go away. And all of the people that I talk to, some of the most successful people that I know, I'm talking like millions of followers, hundreds of thousands of dollars. They they still have imposter syndrome. And one of my mentors, actually, she's a really good example of someone who I would love to be like in this aspect because she's just so confident and so sure of herself. 
one time we were talking about imposter syndrome on one of our mastermind calls and she was like I don't have imposter syndrome because I don't identify as an imposter like people get so attached to the idea of imposter syndrome and they label themselves with this idea and it just holds themselves back even more and I can't remember what she said word for word but long story short she was just like I don't identify with imposter syndrome. Like imposter syndrome is not real. It's only real if you believe that it's real. And so one thing I'm working through right now is actually kind of like releasing that imposter syndrome because she's very, she's very right. Like we attach to labels and identities so much because it makes it easier for us to, I don't know, relate to other people, I guess, and kind of like put ourselves in boxes Like our brain loves to have labels because it makes it easier for us to identify. But having this label, having this identity, it only holds you back. And after, you know, doing a lot of this work that I have, like I have so many certifications. I have so many, I'm so qualified. I'm sure you're just as qualified as I am to do, be, or have whatever it is that you want to have in your life. But for some reason, I keep going back to like, oh, maybe I need more. Maybe I need to do more or have more certifications or have more money or more followers, whatever it is that makes you feel like you're an imposter, whatever you feel like you're lacking that makes you less qualified to be, do, or have whatever it is that you want. It's all in your head. Like those are all stories that you're telling yourself that aren't actually true because when you actually think about it, who is actually telling you that you're an imposter? Like, who's making you feel that way other than you? Nobody, probably. And if they are, that's just their own insecurity showing. So, like I said, the tools that I told you guys about for question one, like the awareness, the um, reframing, challenging the beliefs, visualization, and mental rehearsal, I'll also add on positive affirmations here because those have been huge for me in reprogramming and trying to let go of this imposter syndrome. Um I'll add that on as like positive affirmations and just speaking to yourself and affirming that you are, you are that bitch. Like you are the shit. You have everything that you need. You are qualified. I think it's really just about building self-trust and, you know, letting go of like comparing yourself to other people, thinking that, you know, the answers are outside of yourself or that you need to do or have more in order to be qualified um, and just trusting in the qualifications that you do have. Because there will always be room for us to grow and improve. There will always be more certifications that we can have, more degrees, more money, more followers, more clients, more whatever it is. But I think it's really about being comfortable and confident in what you bring to the table right now and what you have right now in this moment and using those things rather than trying to go out and chase more. Because more does not always mean better. Like, Again, I'll go back to a previous mentor. She had the followers, she had the clients, she had the money. And I thought that because she had those things, I thought that made her more qualified to get me to that to that place. But really, and I don't mean to shit on this mentor at all, but like she's probably the least qualified of the people that I've worked with. And maybe that was just me, you know, at the time not being able to utilize the tools that she was giving me because she's a great mentor, great coach, but there are other people who had, who may, who may or may not have been quote unquote less qualified than her who have helped me so much more than she was able to. And, you know, like I said, not trying to shit on her, just my personal experience, but I feel like qualified is, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Subjective 
qualifications are subjective and you know I would rather work with someone who maybe doesn't have the qualifications on paper but has the real world real life experience that can help me get from point A to point B and that can help me get from where I am right now to where I want to be um because like I said you know qualifications don't necessarily mean that that person is qualified so I would just use your discernment once again I talked about this in the investing in yourself episode but kind of back to imposter syndrome it's all state of mind it's all subjective you are as qualified as you believe that you are so if you think that you're an imposter and that you need more certifications or that you need more x y and z to be do or have what you want if that's a story that you're telling yourself then that's what will be a reality But if you believe in what you have and what you have to offer and what you bring to the table in the qualifications that you do have, in the experiences that you do have that make you qualified, and you keep telling yourself that story and you give yourself proof of what you are capable of and what you can do, then that's what will be a reality. So it's all in the way that you look at things. And like I said, going back to those tools, like tools I gave you, start using those start with those three. I know I give you guys a lot of shit to do. I'm trying to work on only giving you like bite-sized pieces of information to implement because I know it can be a little overwhelming to have like 10 different strategies that you can use. And, you know, I do that because, you know, not every strategy works for every person in the same way. So I like to give you guys options. Um, But yeah, just start with what you have, where you are right now. And then add on things later or like shift the strategies that you are using. And if you need some more tips and strategies, there's like a free little guide that I made in the show notes. It's called the higher self workbook. Um, It just has a few different things that can help you with stepping into your highest self. Um, There's a whole bunch of tips and strategies in there, like podcast episodes, um, EFT tapping, meditations, journal prompts, like all the things are in that little guide. It's free. It's in the show notes. So if you want more like options go there but um i truly believe that starting with awareness reframing and challenging your beliefs visualization slash mental rehearsal and positive affirmations oh and eft tapping those are those are great places to start and not that you have to do them all at once or all every single day it's like kind of just building up your own toolbox of things that help you feel your best and that will actually be effective for you because like i said it's different for every person So I think we got through three questions today. Um, So we will come back and do the next round next week. Like I said, I'm in Madrid right now. I'm still trying to figure out how to navigate this and do things. I'm actually recording in the kitchen right now and I don't know who's home or who might be coming home. And I don't want to take up this space any longer than I already have. So we're just going to wrap it up here. I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode and that you'll use use these tools. And like I said, if you want the little workbook, it's in the show notes. Um, I think it's so cute and I hope that it helps you. And if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to leave a rating and review. Um, message me on Instagram if you have any questions and I'll see you in the next episode.